thank you, Finus. Good morning, everybody. So you won't see me making announcements today, but uh, as normal, there are some announcements still. I'm not going to uh, delay this too long. Tech is happening next week, uh, next e uh, Sunday evening at 6 o'clock, just to, to let you know. Then also, uh, there's a young lady that's turning 80 on Friday. And her daughter uh, led worship here this morning, Joanne's mom, Mickey. So we're going to wish you in advance a happy 80th. You look good for your 80th. Well done. And God bless you. Such a beautiful, beautiful um, person. And so thank you, Mickey, for being here and for God just leading you this way. Amen. We also, just at this time, want to pray for all of those who are writing the matric exam. We're quite aware that also if you are, are in university, you are preparing. In actual fact, there's one more week of lectures for some, and then there's SWAT week. It doesn't mean you're going to lay on the beach all the time, but it means you're actually going to study. So if you are in matric or you're preparing for exams, uh, either at a tertiary institution, I want to ask you where you are just to stand, please. For those that are, are writing, thank you. We're quite aware that this season is a time that you can feel a little bit of anxiousness. You feel a little bit of, oh, this is finally happening. For those who are in matric, it's your last year at, at high school. For some of you, next year you're going back to visit and maybe just to plow back. But this is a significant time. It's also a choice you have to make around your careers and what God is saying and doing. And so we're not just going to pray into the exam. We're also going to pray that God direct your heart because we know that these are very defining moments for you. So let's pray. Let's just stretch forth our hands where we are. Lord, we thank you this morning. We're praying for those who are either at school or tertiary institutions that you come and touch them right now. We're quite aware that some of them might feel anxious and whether they've done enough. We pray for peace to come over their lives right now. In Jesus' name. We pray, Father God, that you touch them, each and every one of them. Lord, that they will uh, studiously work through the uh, assignment papers, through the exam papers, through everything that has been prepared. Touch their minds. Touch their hearts. We pray for every distraction that will come at the right now. We cut it off in Jesus' name. We pray, Father God, where they find themselves, where they sit, where they move, where they go, whatever they do, that they will feel and sense the presence of Almighty God over their very lives, their career choices. Lord, we pray that they will make wise decisions and the right decisions in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Amen. Okay. There's such a lot weighing on my heart today. Uh, it's taken me a while to get here, um, and maybe a few things to comment as, as we're going to just share God's word. The, you know, for the last few months, and since the last time I shared God's word, I felt that I, I needed to firstly be at a place of peace and rest. Uh, because as you know, standing here and sharing God's word is just not a preparing the word. It's also preparing yourself and what God is saying and doing. And so holding the, the role as an administrator in the life of the church meant that there's constantly things that was rolling in the background. For some of you who've worked with me and others who who's quite aware of this, it weighs on you quite a bit. And I want to stand here just to be open to you. For those that are visitors, I'll give you some context as we move along. This is my ninth year, uh, Trace and I are ninth year at the Bay, and we've been um, four years on staff. And it's been a beautiful journey, I must say. It's been challenging years. It has had its ups and downs like anything happens. And you know, for those who know how ministry works, it's not a choice you make. It's God choosing you to make this decision and to take this step. It does mean that financially you have to look at where you are and what you do. It also looks at what you were busy with. For example, before I got here, I was working with the university students, worked in the NGO sector, and, and then also had to make a, a conscious decision, Lord, is this where you want? Because here's the thing, and I shared this a while back, 
that I came from a position, I sat in the church there a few years ago, then I sat there, then I sat here, then I sat there, because I was constantly just saying, Lord, I'm not going to get involved with ministry again. Look who's laughing now. <laughs> because truthfully, you just felt tired. You just felt, hey, had enough in terms of where I was at. And we get there. So let's not act like this is just me speaking. Because that happens to a few of us. And there came a time and a season that we, Trace and I felt that we got involved a little bit with the children's work. And then we were approached to join the staff. And I'm like, Sheldon, Kathleen, I really appreciate this. But give us time. Let us pray through this. And then we had to hear from God. Because you see, there comes a time, and I've mentioned this before, that you've got to decide with, what is God saying to you? Where is God taking you in your career choice where you find yourself? And we had to make this decision, and we had to say, sure, let's do this, but, but here's our words to Sheldon and Kathleen and the team. Can it, can't, can't it be as intense as what it was before? Now, is it their choice to make? No. And just a note, uh, I got a voice note from Sheldon yesterday, and he's sending his love and greetings. He's preaching in Louis Trichard this morning. So he's on the other side of the Burovos curtain, literally on the other side. He said to me, he's a few kilometers away from the border. I said to him, Buti Muti Border Tukhani. For those who don't understand, I'll, I'll translate it in English. I'm not going to sound the same, but don't go to the border. So he's there, and he shared his heart, and he sends greetings and love to all of you, and Kathleen as well. And it came a time that we, we felt for us, for Tracy and I and the family, we felt that we just wanted some time out. You know, and that took three years for us, initially. Three years. But there came a time when God arrested our hearts again. And he had to do it. Because, you see, we were tired. We were run down. Uh, we've plowed ourselves into ministry. And, and truthfully, uh, for those who know how ministry life works, is there's sometimes on a Sunday what we see here, that's one side of it. But you see, like the iceberg, that's the tip of it. Then underneath, there's still another part. And sometimes that's the not-so-nice side because it does mean that it's dealing with the difficult things and challenges that goes along. And there came a time where, where Sheldon and I, and we started to speak through what is God saying to us and to him leading the church and myself because for those who know, for the last four years in particular, uh, we hit the ground running was hit the ground running. It was a huge transition that has taken place in this church. And when, when some of the songs were being sung this morning, the words that I got is that we're turning the corner. For some of you, you might not understand this. To see the basing, hallelujah, hosanna, in the way we did this morning. <laughs> it's the first time I heard that in nine years. And I'm not trying to be facetious about it. But God has allowed us to experience what he wants, the way he wants. And there's some of the songs that some of you, why aren't we singing those other songs again? And I'm not going to mention the brand. Because truthfully, God is doing a new thing at the base. And we've got to understand this. We honestly do. Because you see, as a matter of introduction, I'm going to talk about being a torchbearer for the kingdom this morning. I'm going to share a little bit about Siakula and what we're doing. And I felt a while back that this was a, a word weighing on my heart very strongly. And so in the transition that we as an eldership and we spoke about it and me being as an administrator, when we launched off Siakula in the beginning of this year, there was no way I could hold both positions because burnout would then be my friend. 
You've got to be true and real about this. And it took us some time to transition, and then God allowed us in the background to mobilize a few people that was like-minded, who would work with myself and a few others in the background, and we meet every second week on a Tuesday and talk about what Siakula is all about. And then we launched Siakula for those that were here in, in um, I think it was April. And so this was a significant time because here's the other thing that I said. I served in the NGO sector for over 20 years, and I said, I'm not going to go back. <laughs> so you see, I'm not just speaking to myself because some of you have said what I said. Lord, I've done enough. I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm just going to, you know, you see, here's the thing. Your thoughts is not God's thoughts. Your ways is not his ways. Your plans is not his plans. And somehow God has directed us, and I'm sure that I know I'm speaking to some of you in this room, that God is directing you to say, what you're saying is one thing, but what I'm going to say is actually going to stand more. And so we had to get out of God's way. And so what happened is in the last few weeks, we've had a conversation with Robin Knott, and some of you have got some, gotten some communication from her. So Robin has come in, in on a Tuesday and on a Thursday to come and work with me in the background around some of the stuff, it's particularly around the duties on a Sunday. So a lot of you will see her in the foyer, and sometimes she used to sit there, so she's not going to be in the same place. Because Robin has now taken that load and responsibility from me, and that helps a lot. We have Diana Sabalabala, who's also come in, and she started about almost two years ago, and she's working with me and transitioning from the Bay City Church responsibilities, but also into Siakula. And I'm painting this picture for you, because some of you like you've done this morning and other mornings, you come to me and tell me, Edel, there's no toilet roll, there's no this, there's no this, some background things, and it happens on a Sunday, and now the, 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 the conversation we're having is to say, great, but there is also now Robin that you need to go to, because it does help to free up some of the time that I need, because here's the thing, where we're going with Siakula, I'm going to share about that, it needs that space, I can't think about toilet rolls and black bags and all those things, and the broom and something that fell, I'm serious. Because it does mean that, that the gifting and the responsibility that God has placed upon our lives and upon my life right now and us as a church is that we've got a responsibility to look at our social development and where we go. And that's a big one. So when you need to approach me around some of these things, there's Robin Knott, there's Diana, that you can now go to first and then ask them. Because that's going to help seriously too. Sheldon's words to me in one of the meetings with Robin, he said, it all needs the headspace to hear what God is saying. Because I did. Because it took me a while to get here to share God's word because there was so much running. We've got a conference coming up with the, as you heard with the men's conference. These things just don't happen. They need time, meticulously worked through. And as a church, we, we pride ourselves in what God has laid on our hearts and where we are going. It's a long introduction, but we're going to get there. It's all good. And I thought I'll update you. There's a couple of things I want to share with this morning, so I'm going to do this twofold. Um, can you just put up the first slide for me, please, and then we'll take it from there. What I'm going to do is I'm going to update you with Siakula first, and I think this is for, first and foremost on people's hearts, and then we're going to go into God's Word. Now, for some of you who were at the launch and for those who weren't here, let me just paint a very quick picture. We, you'll see the youth there, it's called the Sosa Foundation. As a church, uh, a few years ago, we launched off the Sosa Foundation to specifically take care of young people. They have a barista program, a skills development, the Edis Care Center, looking after high school learners, post um, after school, 
There are different skills. We bought into a bakery called the Wild Goose Bakery. Uh, there's beautiful growth and opportunity. The staff has grown to about 40. The budget has grown from zero to close to five million. And God has really blessed the Sosa Foundation. There are people in this church who serve on the board, who staff, volunteers. There's some of you who've seen the growth of Sosa over the years. And God has helped us to raise a flag in the city through the Sosa Foundation, social development, international funders. Various people have come to the Sosa Foundation and asked, how can we learn from your model? And it's Christian-based. Because you see, fundamentally, we've got to understand this, that and just yesterday and today, there was a broadcast that went out into Freyfront that there's going to be disruptions again taking place. And it comes from a position that is worldly, and it comes from a position of the government owes us, and it comes from a position we demand and we want. And Christ is not part of that decision. And so God has raised us at the Bay City Church. We changed our name from community church to city for a reason, because God has given us the city. And we've got to ask the question, and the conversations we've had is, how is this going to happen? And it's the how I want to speak into a little bit today. And so with Sia Kula, for those who had to launch, we had five different lanes, and it somehow was, was a bit disconnecting for some people. Now, I want to ask you today that when we are done, do we have it all together as to where we are going with Sia Kula? No. Do we understand the mandate? Yes. I want to separate the two. Because what I, what I found very interesting in conversations post our launch is that everybody who has the best opinion as to where we need to go. And that is great. But there's times that we want to also hear and submit it to God. And so it's in that that we had to re-look. And Ray and others and the board, we sat and we started to look at where we are going. Now, now I want to pause here for a moment. You want to look at that number at the bottom there? That's not my registration number of my car. Uh, although it would be nice. When we launched off in, in April, we had to do the whole due process, and we, there was a delay, and we could not register. And that was delayed by a few months. Then we registered and submitted our application, and DSD is very efficient. And they came back with some things and said, you still lack another board member, but we met the minimum criteria. And we submitted. Now you must know time is ticking on. When you resubmit, that's a few months that goes by. And I said to the Lord, you know what, Lord? It would be great on the Sunday that I'm going to share your word and update about Sia Kula that we can actually announce that we have our registration. Because as those of you know, in the NPO world, that number is very important. It actually opens up a lot of doors. Ultimately, God does that. But on earth, we need to comply with legal frameworks. And it so happened that God blessed us by quite a few people who's volunteered their time. And you know what happened? Is that on Friday, I looked in my email, and I saw, oh, no registration details yet. And I said, Lord, I'm trusting you that it will come through by Sunday. Now, I know in DSD people don't work late on a Friday. And so, for those of you here working with DSD, you want to beg to differ, come and see me afterwards. I'll pray for you. <laughs> and so what happened is, Nothing came and went on Friday. I'm like, sure. Okay, Lord. And I just continued to prepare for today. Then on Saturday, around about 11 o'clock, I want to be specific, an email came through. And it was a letter to say, Dear Mr. Valentine, we want to say that you've got your registration for Siakula, South Africa. And there's your, your NPO number. 
Sure. The weight that got lifted off my shoulders, not just for today, but we've worked very hard to get to this point as a team. And we thank God. I really want to honor God for this today. Because you know what was also significant? We got some messages from some of the elders this morning and yesterday, and even some of the leaders, that this, is, this for us as a church and where we are going and what God is doing is one of the many vehicles that God is making available to get into the city and where we're going. Before we were even fully registered, the city of Cape Town invited us and myself to be part of a framework to talk about a pilot program that is taking place in the city. 36 organizations as part of this coalition, and we were invited as, an, as a, a consultant and outside organization to consult on these issues. National government invited us through Siakula to come and speak to young people and particularly around some of the things that was happening. There were various NPOs and NGOs that God has opened up that in, since the time of the launch to date that we got involved with, and I'm going to highlight a few. Now, what is always nice, and as a good steward, you would have pictures up and all these fantastic things. But this morning I felt, you know what? I'm not going to do that. Honestly, we, you, you're going to get a newsletter down the line. But for this morning, I wanted to capture and hear the heart of where we've been since the launch. Some of people said, but you guys are so quiet. Well, let me just say this. We were waiting for that number to make ourselves a little bit more visible because in the background, there was so much happening. And I'll highlight a few things. So what is Siakula all about? We're about family. That's it. We're about family. We've got a vision, which is to grow and to develop people. So what we've done is we started with, the, before the launch, the, the infant side, I'm starting there with the first thousand days. So every Thursday and every Sunday, a group of moms come together. Michelle Rockiel, um, Anna Chetley, uh, Joe, Diana Sabalabala, and a few people is involved with that. So on a Sunday, there's a group of moms that meets during the church service in wherever they find space firstly, sometimes in the foyer, sometimes in the reception area. And that group has grown. So on a Thursday, we also have an additional group that comes together, and what do they do? They talk about things pertaining to the children, there's some um, health tips, there's some medical advice, and some of those things. And we partner with Common Good and Common Ground as well with some of the work. I'm going to do the reverse side because I want to end off with the men. Then we have children. Now, Fana said this this morning. We say children, what do, what, do we, what do we think of? And we have to ask ourselves the question as Siakula, what is it that we are saying we are going to do with children? There are so many NGOs dealing with children. God then opened up the right doors and specifically came to speak to us and said, you need to take care of the most vulnerable in women and children and men. And I'll talk about that now. I'm like, Lord, what does it look like? Because seriously, when you tell me the most vulnerable, that's some of the stuff people don't like to go into. And we started to look at this and God opened up a door then in Freyfront through the Special Needs Foundation us to partner with them right opposite a prospect of a three-bedroom house that we are looking at at the moment that was approved this week that we can open up our first Siakula health house in Freikron in next year what that means is that we will provide chronic care and primary health care to children with special needs and those that are the most vulnerable that won't be able to get to any other medical services and that's through the health so we have already eight health practitioners that is committed to the process. 
trauma pediatrician, an epidemiologist, even a podiatrist, even a, a health sisters, audiologist, God has made provision so that through that, and then what we did as a team, we went in there a few weeks ago and we started to put down what God was saying. Do you know what happened that same week? We looked at this house and we said, you know, it needs to be ventilated. So we thought of taking the doors out already. We haven't even got the place, but we're already making renovations mentally because we just felt, and at the time, Matt was with us and a few others, and he said, you know what, I feel this is like a lighthouse. And then someone, Mari, who's uh, an epidemiologist in a separate meeting said to me, and in the meeting we actually said, Edel, I feel this must be Siakula House. And it just confirmed what God was saying to us. That what we saw, and so with these doors, let me explain to you, and so we thought, let's get aluminum doors, and now listen, I said to the General Secretary and some of the community forum people there, you must understand when we're coming here, we're not coming just as the bay. Don't look at this building and think we got money. We're coming by faith. I said, you might not understand what I'm saying to you today, but I want you, un you to understand that I'm coming and we're coming as CEO Cooler from a position that we firstly don't have a bank account because we're still waiting for our registration. But we have enough faith and trust in God that he is going to do this for us. So you know what happened? The following week, I went to a partner organization that I just spoke about now with a coalition. They've got a beautiful bric-a-brac building with a whole lot of donations that was given. And the director, I spoke to her, I said, listen, in terms of what you guys have there, can we buy some of these things from you? She said, Edel, what do you need? I said, those doors, because they look like they would fit the aluminum doors in what we're thinking for Siakula House. She said, come fetch them the next day. You don't even need to pay for them. And they're there. They're standing in our storeroom at the moment. Another, there was somebody at the launch here at Siakula, and they heard what we were doing. Works for Standard Bank then asked us to submit an application to get some donations of good furniture. Now, for those who know Standard Bank's furniture, they, they look quite, you're paying for it if you're a Standard Bank client, by the way, just to let you know. <laughs> yeah, it's your money, so, so just to let you know. So what happened is there, they, there were certain renovations and branches, and there was really good stuff that was happening. And the guy called me, said to me, where are you now? I said, I'm in Musenberg. Don't you want to come through today and come and select the stuff that you want? I'm like, what do you mean? He said, somebody recommended you, and I'm just following through. I went to see him. I said, listen, we don't have our NPO certificate yet. He said, it's okay. Does the Bay have one? I said, yes. He said, submit that. That's fine. Submitted it. Time went on. In the week, got an email to say, tomorrow morning, which is tomorrow, I have to go through to Cape Town to go and fetch the furniture and stuff that was donated for Sia Kula House. <laughs> step by step, we started to see God unpacking, unfolding. Some of you here have made donations into the church's bank account for Siakula. Some of you here have prayed for us continuously. Some of you here have ma made donations through uh, certain items that was received, whether you're moving house, whether you're just cleaning out your cupboard, whether you just felt that there was a time to donate it to relief. Some of you put things in the bins. Some of you have really caught the heart of what we were doing. One person who's at the church as well, who heard about the launch, said to me, we're closing a line in terms of our production, we're donating all the boxes that are still left, and they're standing in the storeroom, brand new boxes that we can use for the relief. So God has been providing every step of the way. Some people said, we were mentioned, by the way, and it wasn't a big publication, in some of the newspapers out of partnerships that we've worked with, and somebody said to me, you haven't even fully registered yet, but God is already opening the doors. You see, here's the thing. When we step out outside of ourselves and we've got to say to God, where are you taking us? This is where we've got to yield to God. 
as much as what I'm telling you about Sia Kola's story, you are part of this. You are part of the story. You are part of what is happening at the Bay City Church. You are part of what God is doing. You are part of what we are doing through, through this. There's been some added partnerships, and I'm going to go move on. Um, so what we're doing with the special needs is that God firstly gave us an opportunity. Joe, God laid on her heart, and on, once a week she sees a young boy and a few children that God has laid on her heart to just meet with them to help them with their learning abilities and skills. But with this, a few months ago, we went to go and visit Caleb and Naomi McCory. And I'm going to invite Caleb to share a poem with us. And I want to speak into that context and what God is saying. Caleb? Okay. What up? And then I'll give us some context. You've got to take the mic from, from Farnas. Okay. Um, the poem is called Inside My World. So I wrote it on Friday, but it was during lunch hour, so I wasn't <laughs> seeing it. Okay. I cannot draw a straight line like you, but even if mine is Q, it's okay, because deep down, I'm cool. Yes, I have special needs, but aren't we all special? At least that's what my maker says. I'm not trying to be naughty. Please take note. I'm just trying to but coexist. Yes, I might be a bit different, but please don't show me the exit. Yes, I might be slow. I may not run as fast. My voice may be silent. I cannot communicate as good. My vision might be limited. I cannot separate gray from blue. But it doesn't mean that I'm destined to doom. You don't need to zoom to see the good in me. Life is not, um, life is, is not a race, but a journey. It's not about comparing capabilities, but sparing abilities. It's not about perfection, but accepting that we all have different realities. Yes, I have challenges. Yes, I'm different, but aren't we all? Now, you have a glimpse inside my world. Thank you. Thank you, you, Caleb. Just go back to the first slide for me, please. And so what happened a few months ago is that we met with Caleb and Naomi and we felt that God was laying on our heart that part of where we're going with Siakula is to firstly take care of people in the life of this church in order to, for us to reach out into different communities. Some of you are aware that we have the two shipping containers outside and one of the con- rooms we've converted into a play therapy room. What that looks like is that because Caleb and Naomi have a special child, Kuda, they can come in the week. They can come even when the church office's doors are closed. They have the keys to access the facility. They can come and use the space for him to play, to be in a safe space, and just be where he can do what he wants to do. We've put some bouncy balls in there. We've put a few other things and toys and stuff that we've felt. And why I've asked Caleb and Naomi to look at this, because you see sometimes in the life of the church, we've seen 
And, and we've seen this happen where some people look at some children and say, why is he clapping involuntarily? Why is he shouting when the preaching is happening? Why is somebody just walking up and down? The chances are it's a child like Huda in the life of this church. And so we are fully aware of this. And so what we've done is we've started to prepare this building to look at all aspects of what we are doing and where God is taking us as Siakula. Added to that, we have partnered with the Freyfront Special Needs Foundation. Naomi is assisting uh, the person who's running it there, and we are looking at providing a support group uh, to parents who have special needs and children with special needs. And that helps us a lot as a church to reach out into the community. The next part is the youth. We know that as Freyfront, we also have Bread of Life, which has been running for close to nine years now. Uh, Sorieta leads that team with quite a few of you here who's involved, and we are so grateful for the commitment. Every Saturday, without fail, we have a discipleship program. We've started a new group on a Friday. And what this is, is in, in this community and the community of people, we've seen people wanting to hear God's word and understand God's word, but also their needs to be met in a certain way. And so we provide relief on a Saturday for that. A few weeks ago, we, we took people from the Bread of Life group on a red bus tour. We booked the whole bus, went around Cape Town. And it's the first time, I know some of you haven't even been on there. Wait for next year. We're going to have a fundraiser. <laughs> but God gave us then the opportunity to take people from the community and from the people that we serve in the beneficiaries to go on a red bus tour as part of what we are doing and part of what we see God, God saying. We took some of them to Corky's uh, the Friday and just had a lovely time of fish and chips as part of the tradition every second year because some of those beneficiaries has come to the end of a three-year program, and that's the, pro the Saturday. It's a three-year program that we take people through discipleship, God's word, speak about money, their self-esteem, looking at their living conditions, how to handle the finances, the list goes on. And that gets done through a structured program every Saturday. And now what we've done on a Friday, we've created a craft group where we're introducing people uh, into the life of Bread of Life and, and the church and what we are doing. And for a while, two years back, Suryat and I chatted and we started to, that wasn't even the time Siokula was, was part of our conversation fully. And we started to ask God, what do you want us to do with the men? Because now we've taken care of some of the women. And what happened is, we started to see people, and some of you have been introduced to the Sydney's of life and others. And God started to show us that I want you to work with the men that no one else wants to work with. Because here's the thing. It's hard work. It's men who's got criminal records, men who's been going through some tough times, who comes to the meeting stoned, literally. And God showed us. And so we've been doing this for a few months now. So every Wednesday, there's a few of you here who's got, joined us. On a Wednesday, we come together with a group of men. And we have about nine men in the program. And some of them are still drug dependent. Some of them still have criminal records. We went to court to go and sit in solidarity with one of the men. And that day, we went by faith, and his name got cleared immediately. And we take to. There's another situation coming up on the 21st of October. And so every week we come together, we have a meal together, we speak. This week passed, we just prayed over the men. We prayed and we, we declared. And there's still quite a few things we're going to do. And so it's still fresh, it's new, and we're trusting God for a complete breakthrough in these men's lives. 
Because we're going to be, be sticking to what we feel God is saying to us. And then what happened is that we got our services. So for, to help people, because there's really an understanding that we are very structured in what we do. So through some of what we just said to you with the men, with the women, with the first thousand days, there will always be an element of help. There will always be an element of, with some of the men in particular and women, is to help them find employment through our enterprise development. And we've got a team that has worked through some things, and we're still laying quite a bit of groundwork for that. As part of our education and training in everything that we do, we will train people and educate them and create an awareness. And lastly, we will always provide personal relief, separate from what we've done with the disaster relief. For those of you who know, with the fires that has taken place, we've made sure that there's different parts of the relief. And God has called us to also provide physically for the needs of people. And not just say, God bless you, we move on. We've, we've, we're still working on this. It's still quite a long way to go. Because you see, here's the thing. We said it last week as well. Our desire in this church is to see everybody employed. Everybody's needs to be met. doesn't matter on which spectrum of the, of the social scale you are at. We are not just going to provide a need for people and relief in Freikron, but for the community at large. God gave us word after word as to what is going to happen, and we are going to step and walk into obedience. Because you see, if the church is not there to practically meet the needs of people, then why do we exist? And why do we exist? Now, I'm looking at the time. We have only a few minutes left. I still got my sermon to preach, which I'm not going to do. Because I want to honor our time. We're going to share communion. But I felt for what, is, what has been shared. And maybe just let me re- end off with a scripture. Because it will help us just to frame it. And then, God willing, and the next time that God lays it on my heart, I'll keep the sermon and bank it. Because I want to speak about being a torchbearer. And I want to speak about it. But I felt today, and with Joanne and the team and what you've done, this was what God wanted us to do today. Yes. That was it. It was great. Yes. This was it. I'm just going to... Read the word of God over us. And then we're going to share communion. Second Corinthians 3 verse 18 says that we all with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory and are being tra- transformed into his image with ever increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. I just want to end off with this that God is transforming us day by day. God is calling us not just through Siakula, not just through the Bay City Church and Sozo Foundation. God is stirring our hearts. What are we doing about our communities and what is taking place? And as a church, what I love where we are at is that our hands and feet are these vehicles that God has given us to do this. Can I ask you to continue to pray for us? Can I ask you to continue to give like some of you have been done, whether it be financially, whether it be in kind, whether it's your time? Can I ask you to continue to trust that God is taking us to be the answer through the church and through Jesus Christ. Because you see, even with the men and the various programs that we're doing, everything in the team meeting that I spoke to, I said everything must point to Jesus. Because that's the center of what we're doing at Siakula and the church. Everything. Even when we are running programs, it must still point to Jesus. Because He is the answer. It's not just our smartness and how good we can put a program together. It's God impacting lives. On Wednesday past, when we prayed for these men, we felt the presence of God in that room. When Surieta and the team pray for the women and have the programs, we, 
Story after story, you hear Surya and the team speak about what God is doing. There's a manifestation of God's power in the room and in the place. I want to ask you to continue to do that. And we commit with the team. We've counted, we're about over 20 volunteers so far with Siakula, making sure things are working in the background. And I honor God for each and every one of you in this room and for those who aren't here today. Committed people, Tuesday after Tuesday. Some people come every second week. Some of them have professional careers, still make the time to meet with us to make sure that we honor what God is saying to us. All we can say right now is continue to pray with us that God will continue to guide us. And I want to thank you, each and every one of you, and for those who aren't here.